What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Above the Ice and the Numbers. Boys, we have a very special episode today, one that we're actually recording on the trade deadline, which is kind of fun. I don't think we've done that before. Christian, Julian, how are you guys feeling? Well, you know, it's always trade deadline. It's always fun when it's trade deadline day. I look forward to this day uh, every single year, regardless if we have an exam on it or not. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I think it's going to be uh, fun come three o'clock. So how about you, Chris? Yeah. I got to say something as the GM of the podcast, I got to announce here that we've actually traded Julian. <laughs> what did we get for him? What did we get for him? Leon Dreisaitl. <laughs> Future considerations, unfortunately. The market was not too good for a co-host right now. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm doing good. I mean, hopefully we get a decently breaking trade during the podcast. That'd be pretty fun. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, yeah. Who knows? Either yeah, way. but for, for the most part, at least on the Leafs front, relatively quiet until yesterday. I know... All three of us were kind of in shambles after um, Saturday, you know, when Giroux gets dealt to Florida and Lindholm gets dealt to Boston. There's only 24 hours after Brendan Hagel gets dealt to, to the Lightning. We'll go through all, all of those deals, but it just felt like every single one of the important teams in our division were absolutely loading up, improved significantly, and there were really no moves until we traded two second-round picks and a third-round pick. To the Seattle Kraken for Mark Giordano and Colin Blackwell. How do you guys feel about that? I like the deal. Um, I think that from the Leafs standpoint, obviously we knew that they were interested in making a move for a defenseman. And I think this is good because you're seeing, you know, you mentioned the Drew deal and, and things that happened prior to Giordano. You're seeing like in the, in the Hagel deal, you're seeing these first round picks getting tossed around like crazy. And now you're thinking, okay, the Leafs are for sure going to have to go their first round pick. And so the fact that Dubas was able to do it without doing that, and we got the third back once we uh, traded Dermot as well, um, I think it is a positive uh, experience coming from the Leafs end. Yeah. yeah, especially when you look at what we gave up for him. And it's like also with the context of the Dermot trade to the Canucks getting a third back for him, like we really didn't give a lot for market value, especially considering what a lot of teams have been trading to, uh, to buy during this. Trade exactly. Trade. Sorry, Chris, I completely cut you off. Yeah, no <laughs> Boom, it's part of the course, but I was going to say, I was, I was ready to get on here and like do like a Tavares level rant, but I don't know. Like at the end of the day, I said last week that I'm happy that we, if we acquire anyone, like I don't really care about assets, but I'm going to kind of go like play devil's advocate here. I feel like people, are kind of downplaying the two seconds that we gave up only because I feel like when you trade prospects, you have like an attachment to those prospects. But when you trade picks, it's just like no name picks. Like basically two seconds is Nyes and Robertson. Those were our last, like our last two pretty big seconds. So we don't know who we would have picked with these seconds, but I don't know. I just feel like when you trade away picks, you don't really know who those picks are. So you're okay to trade them away. But if it's prospects, you make more of a big deal of it. But at the end of the day, I said, I don't care about futures. We need to win now. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think all of our sentiment is the Leafs need to win now. Especially, like I said, when we have our rivals, absolutely. They're stacked. They, they've got pretty much all the big names off the board for the deadline, other than Lurie and Manson. Right. Um, but the thing is, with, with draft picks, I'm definitely more okay with trading those than prospects because we don't know what they are yet. And also picks are kind of, the value is skewed depending on the team that, that the pick is in the possession of, right? Like you can have a great development team drafting late in the first round. They'll probably get a player out of that. I mean, most teams would get a, a player in the late first round, but for second round picks, I mean, there's a lot of misses. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, 
there are definitely certain, certainly talented players, especially when you have uh, deep drafts. But uh, when it comes to second round picks, like I'm just, I'm fine with dealing them, especially in the context of this deadline when we need to load up. And you also have all of your prospects left over. You have all the actual big valuable pieces and we still have our first next year. So I think it's like, while giving up two seconds isn't exactly ideal, it's probably the best we could have done for getting what we got. Yeah. And, and I really talk about what we got with Mark Giordano. How do you guys think he's going to fit into this blue line? I'd, I'd put him right with TJ Brody, like put him right in there in that second pairing. Um, I think he's going to be one of those guys, you know, he'll make a good first pass or whatnot. I'm not expecting him to be really, really fast or, or quick, but I do think that he's going to be solid enough uh, in our own zone. He could probably even help out on that second power play unit. I'm going to assume as well um, if they decide to put him there or with the recent news that Sandine is going to be injured long-term which is not very good, but I do think it's going to be a uh, very interesting to see him play on, on maybe even our special team. So it'll be good. I don't know if you guys have gotten a chance to look at his underlying metrics, but when it comes to Mark Giordano, I know a lot of people are worried about his age because it is up there. The guy's 38 years old, but I mean, he won a Norris a couple seasons ago, and this is a player who has, who was undrafted, was a walk on, and he seems to just progressively get better with age somehow. And while his offensive metrics have taken quite a hit this season, Let's keep in mind he was on Seattle. He sucked. Yeah. Like Jared McCann and Jordan Eberle are their leading scorers, right? Like Leafs legend Jared McCann is their leading scorer. So I'm I'm pretty satisfied with uh, what Giordano will bring to this team. But I also don't think the Leafs should be done yet. Yeah, like I'm I'm happy with the move. Obviously, like it's kind of similar to like the Simmons situation, and like it's just cool that we have this player on our team. Like, yeah, if you told me like five years like even like even before like matthews the matthews era that we'd have giordano on our team i'd be like well that's really cool and it's still cool but not as cool but again i don't know where he fits in you could play him brody i guess but i also then who would you play riley labushkin i mean that could work it has worked yeah but, and i don't know if you've seen the pairing of riley Lilligren, but that that works really well too man yeah. they're they're coursey for and their expected goals for are all both about 60 percent that's a good pairing. Yeah. Like, I know it doesn't work like this in real life, but th- let's say this is a video game. Giordano Brody would be the first pair, right? With like, what, a plus three? <laughs> plus like, yeah, Are we going pair. full video game here? Plus, plus five <laughs> chemistry? Yeah, plus I don't know. I feel like, if, like, even though it's irrational, I feel like if Riley and Lilligren are the second pair, I'm more happy with that than them being the first pair. I can and, understand that. Is yeah. that more just to shelter Labushkin, if anything? Like whoever, yeah, whoever that right defenseman is, Labushkin or Lilligren. I just feel like in my head, I feel better if I tell myself that's the second pair, even if it's yeah. Not. And Brody and Giordano have played extended time together. They they are a pairing, which is going to be cool to see. Like I'm excited to see, bro. Like he he'll be on his right side, of course, and he's just going to be pairing with a guy who, like this this duo won a Norris. Yeah, in my eyes, you know, like Giordano is the one who obviously got awarded it, but. TJ Brody is a key part of that and the way he anchors the right side. I'm just excited to see the two of them play together. It'll be pretty interesting. But yeah, it does uh, keep up with the narrative of the Leafs, just like like guys like Patrick Marlowe, Joe Thornton, or even a long time ago, Ron Francis, Eric Lindros. The Leafs always just get – like we will, we will get those legends eventually, just <laughs> not in their prime, not even close to their prime. So, so who do you think sits game one between Hall, mm. Dustin Hall. Justin uh, – I don't know. I'm just, I'm still riding for my boy Justin Hall. I but, think they're gonna play him. I think they're gonna play Hall. To be honest, I think they're gonna play him too. With, with the four, he's looking good. He's looking good out there. 
I mean, he's not playing good, but he's looking good. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why is this the one player that you'll like give a pass to? Because I, I don't know. I feel like I always liked him. I, feel, I don't know. People were like, he had like that one good three games against Edmonton, and I was just like, okay. But you like consistently go on long arguments of of John Tavares, <laughs> and Justin <laughs> Hall just gets a pass for you. Someone has to stick up for him. All right, all right. He's, he's got to face someone. Someone, someone. Um, it it should be noted we also got Colin Blackwell, which yes. it, to me is a big ad, especially after last game because Andre Kasher had a very scary collision. Um, I forget with who exactly, but it kind of a freak accident the way it all went down. But he got obviously carried off. Apparently, he was walking around the locker room after the game, which is a good sign. But that is an important role in our middle six, especially for our scoring. And we, we already knew going into the season that Andre Cash was kind of going to be like a, a fringe player just because of his health. But it's, it's just especially him. You don't want to see this kind of stuff happen to. So it's nice to see that we also addressed some depth with that. And Colin Blackwell can play. Yes. Um, I, the only thing I really know about him is that he had a good season in New York last year, and he's from New York. But a uh, good two-way player as well. And he gets a lot of hits and blocks. Yeah, I would uh, definitely expect a guy like Blackwell to play on the fourth line. I mean, if they want to give Simmons or Spezza a break, uh, I, I can honestly see them even putting him in there more than we think they will. Uh, and and he's, he can generate points as well. You know, good 12-15 goal scorer in the past. So, um, you know, we'll see what, what happens with him there. I mean, I could sit here and pretend I know something about Colin Blackwell, but I don't really. I mean, I'm sure he'll be fine in the fourth line minutes. I mean, I think he can penalty kill. And our penalty kill is already great, but now that Kasha is out, we need someone to replace him on the penalty kill. So if that could be him, then he'll be right a roll there. All right, let's talk about some other trades. Which which big one do you guys want to get into first that's not Leaf-related? We're kind of all Leaf-related in, in a certain way, but <laughs> everything's, you want to talk about like, everything's Leaf-related. <laughs> you can always come back to us. Um, let's talk about the divisional leaders. Let's talk about the Panthers. Yeah. And... Wow. <laughs> I am I am pretty scared. They uh really handcuffed Philly into not having to give up much of anything for Claude Giroux, which is utterly impressive. They were able to it was kind of like the Taylor Hall thing where it's like because you're letting him pick his destination, it's yeah. like the all value just gets sapped out of that. And while I do like Owen Tippett, that's not a Giroux level prospect in return. They no. got least but let's not focus on them let's focus on the florida panthers and why i do not want to play them in the playoffs oh god no no dude it's it's scary at this point um especially like you, you already looked at the florida panthers offense you're like wow like that's probably one of the best offense uh corey's got in the league and now you just add Giroud to that and you put ben Sherrod on on the defensive end and like uh, to me they're the bigger threat than tampa at this point um and I know that's crazy to think, especially with Tampa's track record in the playoffs. But um, they I really, on paper, maybe on paper, there they might be. Yeah. Ah, I don't know about that, man. Tampa, that's back to back Stanley Cup champions, dude. Both, <laughs> honestly, just both Florida teams. Neither of them you want to play. No. And then the fact of the matter is, the Leafs are probably going to end up playing one of them, um, unless we miraculously take top spot. I actually don't think we'll end up playing either of them. That's really. Why. I think we're going to fall down to the wild card and then lose in the first round. <laughs> so we won't, we won't have to play them. We won't have to play them. We don't have to worry about them guys. We're fine. No, no. Okay. So here's what I think. I definitely still want to play Florida more than I want to play Tampa or Boston. 
because uh, you can say they're on paper just as good as Tampa, but they're not. I mean, Vasilevsky is a different animal. The best goalie. He's the best goalie in the league. I mean, like four straight shutouts in in, in elimination series punching games. Yeah, yeah, like and the opposite. I think we've been shut out two straight times, or I guess Nylander scored. Hey, hey, yeah, Nylander scored with like twenty five seconds left. So yeah, so that can't forget not go well. I mean, so yeah, what do you say? Well, I was just gonna say. So would you guys say that it's actually in the Leafs' best interest to almost fall to the wild card? Yes. And play like Carolina. Yes, a million percent. I mean, I, I get it, but I, I, yeah, we'll probably stay off Freddy. <laughs> we get to play against playoff Freddy. Oh my God. Yeah. You know what, Chris, you made a really solid point. A few uh, podcasts uh, go about that. Because Honestly, the more I think about it, the more I agree with, with what Chris said as well. There was a number that was put out like four series clenching games. Anderson safe percentage is about an 880. Jeez. And oh what there's one thing we can bank on with the Leafs is that if they're going to get eliminated in the first round, but they will bring it to seven. Exactly. They'll I'm make thinking. it the most amount of games possible to just it, prolong our agony. So if <laughs> we can honestly get to a game seven against Carolina with a Freddie Anderson in that, I'm going to maybe, maybe, but let's <laughs> jumping back to Florida here. I do want to point out their top six, which is pretty lethal. And this is without um, Patrick Hornquist. He's, he's on the IR. Uh, first line, Giroux, Barkov, Ferhagi. Oh, my God. Second line, Huberto, Bennett, Duclair. Third line, Marchment, Lusternainen, Lustern, and Reinhardt. I don't know that center. I That's the third Lundell. line? Oh, my God. Is it Lundell on the third line? Or is it um, yeah, he where's Lundell? Is, he's, he's injured. Okay, but he's normally on that Normally, third. they're a third line center. Yeah. Oh, my God. That shouldn't and be allowed. Lundell's a very underrated rookie season as well. And imagine if they didn't trade Trocheck for like literally nothing a couple years ago, <laughs> dude. And now they what? They they Ekblad on the IR, but he'll be back for the playoffs. So this is just another move. This is another Tampa, Colorado move. How are more teams not doing this? Oh, there's only t- like two divisional leaders are doing it, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. But then you're you're Vegas, and you do it, and you fall in the playoffs. That's true. That's true. It is a bit of a swing. I would, yeah, yeah I guess. The other divisional leaders don't exactly have as much of a lead. I mean, Calgary could have. With, with who though? Like who's? Who can they afford? No, to like, lose. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I feel know, like Blake Blake Coleman. It's a pretty pretty penny you could probably put on the IR. Yeah, but yeah. already we also got to remember that they actually have to be like a little bit injured. Like you can't just like put on the IR. Like you it's can't... true. It's true. You can't just be like ah. Who's you know, he, got, he, he slipped on ice. <laughs> uh, I was going to say with our your both of your points of the Leafs falling to the wild card spot, it, it, I, like when you look at the schedule upcoming for the Toronto Maple Leafs, they play the Panthers twice. They play Tampa again. They got the Capitals in there. Actually, they play Tampa twice as well. We play Florida three times. Actually, I was going to say they play Florida three times. Boston's in there twice. It's not looking like a great next 20 games. Um, I mean- if, if this wasn't the Leafs and this is another team, I would say this is a great opportunity to win the division. We play all oh, these for teams, sure. Yeah. Them, but um, the Leaf fan in me says just tank and then fall to the wild card. It's easier. Same result, <laughs> just easier. Imagine they actually do take the top spot, but then have to play Boston after being first in Boston. Oh, what, they, they have to play Tampa. They take the first. No, I, I guess Tampa would be. Oh no, no, that could happen. Tampa could fall the wild card one, and we could be. 
So <laughs> we have 20 games left in the season. 12 of those 20 games are against divisional opponents. Please. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. If we were any other team, I'd be like, this is a big, if we were the Blue Jays, be like, this is a big swing. Yeah. Like we yeah. could take the division here. No, no, that's the least. Well, it, honestly, this is, this will be a good way of having some measuring stick games, proving to us that we can't play against either of these teams or what will probably happen is at least we'll play fantastic in all five of those matchups against the Florida teams. The, and we'll be like, wow, wow. They really hung in there. Promise. Yeah. It really shows that we're in playoff form. But, but like, honestly, it kind of shows the, uh, I guess like the bad, like division making of the NHL, because I like, I'd rather finish wildcard one than win the division. Because even if you win the division, then in the second round, you got to play the two, three in the Atlantic. We can talk about all the time how, how the NHL is poor playoff yeah, structure. You have a wild card and you play Carolina. It's not even for that round. It's the second round too. You get in the Pittsburgh Rangers bracket. I mean, those teams aren't easy necessarily, but they're easier than whoever wins out of the Tampa, Florida series. Well, so the Rangers are genuinely not a good hockey team. They just have the best goalie in the game right now. Yeah. If a heart contender in Igor Shosturkin that team is not good. They cannot score five on five. And they're also shopping Alexi Lafreniere. You know what's crazy is if the playoffs, because you guys were just talking about the playoff structure, the playoff structure was like it was a few years ago with one to eight. The Leafs would actually be playing the Rangers in first round as of today. Um, I just think like it's such a different effect on, on how the league runs when it is on that wild card rule. And I think it does... I still, I still disagree with it. I don't think it's fair at all. And you have teams actually miss the playoffs because of it. And I don't know when that's going to change. See, like, why don't they do this crazy thing where the wild card is actually a wild card and not just another the playoffs? Yeah, in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I like never, they, the wild card is just the playoffs. Yeah. Like, they just there's, been, it, there's never been any separation. Yeah. They just called it the wild card. If you yeah. want to make a true wild card, make those two teams play each other and make one of them make it and one of them doesn't. If yeah. you want to call the wild card. If not, then call it something else or change the rules. All right. Do we want to move to the other Florida team or do we want to move to Minnesota? Let's, let's stay in the Atlantic for now. We either right. do Boston or Tampa, whichever one. Yeah, let's talk about Tampa. Brendan Hagel. That's a lot to give up for Brendan Hagel. Oh, yeah. He's got 21 goals. He's having a breakout season. Fantastic underlying numbers. There's a lot to give up for Brendan Hagel. And I understand... Who, like, the thing is, I think for Tampa, it makes complete sense because to have a top six caliber winger with two years left at 1.5 and control after that with RFA status, that is so unbelievably helpful for their team because that's essentially, if we're being honest, a replacement for either Kalorn or Palat. Yeah. A $1.5 million price tag. And I know they gave up a lot. They gave up a lot of futures. I actually, I really like Taylor Radish as a player. Boris Kachuk. Kind of struggled, but he wasn't given much of a role in the organization. I think it's a pretty good deal, man, especially for the Lightning, because they're going to contend for cups for at least the next two to three seasons. I think I think it's an absolute win for them. Yeah, the, and a win for Chicago, who get good value in return. But like, yeah. that's kind of the two first round picks. You could really kind of just list as second round picks. See, th- this is by far my favorite trade of this deadline. I don't think anything's going to beat it. I mean, Tampa is just doing the ultimate, like, going all-in move. 
the fact that they acquire a top six player, they don't give up anything on their roster. They give up future players, which, I mean, if you're Tampa, you don't care about the future. Like, what's the future? You're going to win three cups in a row. Like, I'm sure they don't care. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like especially if this move works out, it's just another great move for Tampa. And I feel like they're going to win again. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Yeah, they just have more depth than ever. Well, that's, yeah. that's the thing. Like, I, I need like, to be when, when, when the deal originally broke, I, I just social media was almost ripping on Tampa for making this deal. And I was like, I think people are not understanding what they've actually obtained here in, in uh, Hagel. So I do think that, um, like you said, Chris, like, do they really care about the future? I don't think so. Uh, they're going to go in for their, their, their future cup. is now. They, they won't care about four or five years from now if they win a third cup. Like those yeah. are saying four or five years now. Damn, we're so happy we went all in on the repeat. Look how bad we are now. Like, yeah, and, yeah it's, it's the perfect moment to do this. And at the same time, they still almost worked on their future by getting Hagel because he's going to be there. They're probably, uh, uh, you'd assume that they're going to uh, resign. They're RFA afterwards. So they, even if they don't resign, they'll get something from mm-hmm. him. Right. And like 1.5. Even if he, even if he matches his point total in an entire season next year, having a 40 point guy at 1.5 is fantastic. Yeah. Fire his agent, yeah. son, whoever made, whoever made him sign that deal. Oh, uh, they also get Nick Paul. Yes. Pretty skilled forward to put in their bottom six as well. I don't know. Man. Like, I like Tampa's it. probably going to three-peat, dude. They they have some of the best forwards in the league, probably the best forward group, the best defenseman in the league, the best goalie in the league. I'm putting my money on Tampa. The fact that I saw Leaf fans on Twitter being like, oh, this is a terrible trade for Tampa. Please, like, you're embarrassing us. Don't don't talk like this. You, you shouldn't even be on Twitter. If you're a Leaf fan and you're on Twitter, like you're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> like pretend, <laughs> pretend, just be like, say you're an Avalanche fan or something. Just, just lie. Please. Like, why would you admit to being a Leaf fan? We have to do it. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> we can't hide anymore. There's too much evidence for us. <laughs> um. Yeah. There's there's not really much else to say. For Tampa, other than they're fantastic. Um, the Bruins get Hampus Lindholm. Yes. Pretty big acquisition. Um, they signed him to an extension. That is a big extension. It's a hefty one. Uh, was it seven years? That's six and a half per? Yeah, it's like seven or eight or something eight like eight that. Years. Eight years? Yeah. Damn. Okay, eight by, eight by 6.5. That'll take him to 36 years old. Hampus Lindholm, he's a guy that's he, – he's sort of declined in the past couple seasons in terms of his, like, defensive prowess. But I'd honestly attribute some of that to the fact that the organization as a whole, the Ducks have been a terrible hockey team yeah. for a while now. And when they were good, Lindholm was a big part of that. He was a key asset on that blue line. I'd say he was probably their, their best defender, at least behind, like, the prime Cam Fowler days. He had some really good plus-minus years, Hampus Lindholm, uh, when, the, when the Ducks were playing uh, – at a good level, but uh, obviously, like you said, David, they did drop off, and and uh, those ended up dropping as well. But uh, sorry, Chris, what were you going to say? I, I I mean, there's not much to say on this deal. I mean, if it, if there was no extension, I feel like I'd be way lower on this trade. But again, Boston's not in the same area as Tampa, but they're in a close enough predicament where you don't really need futures right now. I mean, even Boston, like their core, they're kind of if they if they played as well. They won't really need to do a true rebuild because they have their older players like Marshawn and Bergeron, but they got Pasternak and McAvoy too, who are on the younger side, and they could transition that well and keep adding players every year. I think 
sorry to say this Lee fans, but they can be good for like another 10 years in a row. Which is unreal. <laughs> Did they re-sign Patrice Bergeron? I don't know. He's going to be playing until he's 50. So Seriously. Here's the way. He's shown no signs of regression. Absolutely zero. Nothing. Signs. He's 36. He's shown no signs of regression. I think you have to sign him. I mean, he's not, he, he only makes 6.875 right now. Does he even get a pay raise? I don't even know. Million, I think they make if it anything, he's probably cheaper. I hate Boston so much. Their players do not regress. Like, Krejci literally had to go to Europe or else he was going to be playing until he was 60. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, like he wasn't getting worse either. He just decided he wanted to go home. So, uh, Bergeron, the only, I mean, it, Nick Foligno, that's probably the only one we got on him. <laughs> two years at 3.8 for two goals in 45 games. <laughs> well, that's not what they signed him for. They signed him for the locker room. The locker room. All right. Uh, they signed him to score specifically against us, by the way. That's, yeah. That's why they signed him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did he score against us? No, but I, I'm from the future. He's going to score oh. against us. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He will eventually. And then Trevor Moore will get traded back to our division and continue his care of dominance. Do you want to talk about Minnesota? I really want to talk about Minnesota and I want to talk about Marc-Andre Fleury yes. and how I am utterly befuddled. I understand. I don't want to do that to the camera. I mean, it's an audio podcast. Who cares? I don't understand why Marc-Andre Fleury, three-time Stanley Cup champion, five-time Stanley Cup finalist, has been traded three times for a total of a Brendan Hagel package. Yeah, seriously. How? Ever. The first year he got traded with Pittsburgh, granted, at that time, he was only a, a three-time Stanley Cup champion, four-time a finalist. So, you know, not as good of a pedigree. But he got he literally got traded for a second-round pick. Or he got traded with a second-round pick to make sure that the, that, the expand, that the Knights would draft him. And then he gets traded to Chicago for, I don't even remember what, a minor league goalie whose name I can't even think think of and now he gets traded for a conditional second round pick that might be a first it might be a first if they go deep enough in the playoffs where it would just be a second round pick anyways yeah good point <laughs> I, listen he's been somewhat inconsistent over the past couple of years i'll give i'll give people that but he won a vesna last season he's shown no signs that he's made deep playoff runs pretty much every single year of his career at least when he's made the playoffs. How like how is the asking price so low? And how are the Leafs not getting in on this, man? Like, isn't it, it's befuddling me? Well, I think for the Minnesota Wild, it is a good deal for them in terms of going deep in the playoffs. I think this is the year they're kind of saying, okay, this is where we want to make a stand. This is sorry, a standpoint in the league. Um, and try to go for the cup. But at the same time, and I was talking about this to Chris right before uh, we started the uh, episode, they also trade away Kakinen, which I know is kind of a side deal to this whole flurry thing. But I don't know if I thought that that was the best thing to do as well. I mean, Kakinen, um, up until really just lately, has actually played pretty well for the Minnesota Wild. And at the same time, Talbot's probably playing, coming off of the best run that he's had with the Minnesota Wild this season. He won his last five games straight. So now they're bringing Flurry, which I could totally understand. But to your point, David, like how a team like the Leafs didn't get in on that or didn't jump on that uh, sooner, I really do think it comes down to 
Fleury did not want to play that far from home, which home now is Chicago. So although he didn't want to play with that team, I think for his family's sake, he wanted to play close enough and Minnesota being probably the closest place you can go. And uh, I think that's what they settled on. Minnesota's made some strange moves over the past couple of days. Yeah. Um, I understand moving Capo Kakinen, um, strictly because they got Marc-Andre Fleury. Yes, yes. They traded Nico Sturm for Tyson Jost. That one was very perplexing to me because Nico Sturm's actually a very solid two-way, like, bottom six forward. And Tyson Jost, I get, has had promise, but he's really struggled in his, in his NHL tenure so far. Um, yeah. However, the, the, the Wild also uh, traded for Jacob Middleton. So they've made two ads. I, 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 I like their trade deadline. They got a pretty solid squad. I'm just really upset. I really wanted Flurry. It would have been cool to see for sure. Um, but uh, when when it seemed like that he wasn't going to go to Edmonton, I thought, okay, maybe maybe Toronto's in contention. But uh, as we got closer to the deadline, it almost seemed like he wasn't going to get traded. Um, and, and then here we are. So um, I don't know. It's yeah. uh, It's an interesting one. I don't have much to say on Fleury, but since uh, we're not like running too low on time, we have about 10 minutes left, but there's two things I wanted to do. First of all, I think we just should rapid fire a few trades. So that we want to see or that we didn't discuss yet. Yeah. I mean, we we didn't talk about Travis Dermott to Vancouver, which I feel like we probably should have talked about in the beginning because we are at least podcast. Um, it's sad to see Dermott go. I mean, yeah. Yeah. He's a good guy. I mean, he came from the Marlies. I remember that called the cup run, but I'm not too upset that he's gone. I mean, yeah, it's a bit of mixed emotions seeing Travis Dermott go because, yeah, you do have that, that emotional attachment. You got, you got to see the guy win a Calder Cup. We drafted him, Toronto native, and like dreamed of being a Maple Leaf growing up. And that's like what every, every kid in Toronto dreams of, right? So it's tough to see that that didn't really pan out, um, especially because I do think Travis Dermott has tools to be. A pretty good NHL defenseman. Yes. Uh, he just never really got that opportunity here to like really show his capabilities. And also, like, there were some pretty big gaffes. Like, the guy had some moments. He had some Jake Gardner syndrome. Um, <laughs> I, I wish him all the best in, in Vancouver. I hope he gets a bigger role there and I hope he's able to flourish. But honestly, like, especially within the context of the Giordano deal, I'm pretty satisfied with the return because it just feels more of like a kind of lateral move than a, than a true subtraction. Yeah, I, I really do think, you know, wish him all the best. And you could even tell in his uh, post-game interview um, in Nashville that it kind of looked like the end. He kind of knew that he was getting dealt the next day. Um, but, yeah, you, I, I really hope the best for him. I, I hope he's going to be able to find – the biggest thing for me is I think he needed a change of scenery. I think he's one of those guys that, that, that really did not thrive here under the pressure in Toronto. Um, and not that Vancouver has, like, no market or anything like that. Um, I really do think that there's a, a pressure to win there, too. But I think he'll be able to maybe on that defensive end have a little bit more success. Yeah, I agree. Here's another one that I I feel like this is actually a really good move for Washington. They grabbed Marcus Johansson back from Seattle yes. for not much. I mean, Daniel Sprong. Daniel Sprong. I like that move a lot for Washington. I mean, maybe I'm just biased because he absolutely burned us in the playoff that one year. But I feel like just one of those moves that just makes sense. I was, I was Yo, Hanson say, just seems to be one of those like reliable veterans that you know what you're getting from. Yeah. Is it just me or does it seem like he gets traded like every trade deadline? Yeah. He's the new. Um... Hold on. You come back to me. I'll find it. 
Yeah. Okay. What I was gonna say is like for some, I was about to say that he went from that Seattle claimed him from Washington, but then I remember that he's been on like six teams in between when he was last on Washington. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's crazy. Um, I'm, gonna worry, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna find it, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> Keep talking. Okay. Uh, what's another trade we can talk about here? Uh, Travis Hamanick to Ottawa. That kind of makes no sense. They gave yeah. Him, I don't know what Ottawa's doing, but uh, like I guess for Vancouver, they they had in mind getting Dermot. So I, I mean, guess they Vancouver they swapped out Hamanick for Dermot. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> like all right. <laughs> um, what else we got here? Uh. Just scroll. Oh, uh, uh, Cal Yarncrook to Calgary. Yeah. Second, third. That's a good trade for Calgary. Yes. Uh, Cal Yarncrook, cousins with Elias Lindholm. Um, like cool. literally connections within the organization. It's pretty cool to see them unite. Calgary, and let's not forget, they got Tyler Toffoli before the trade deadline. They have quite the team on their hands. I really like what they've done in the past yeah. couple weeks. Yeah, I feel like Calgary didn't need to make a big move. I feel like they, they just needed one of these. Kind of reminds me of Vegas last year when they just grabbed uh, Yanmark. You just grab like that one like solid middle six winger that just solidifies your depth and even covers you if you have an injury in the top six. Yeah, I just think that's a good move for them. I mean, Seattle stockpiling these picks. Good for them. I mean, they have like 35 picks over the next three years. Let's see what they do with them. Uh, anything else in particular we need to go over? I was just going to say the there was one trade that kind of I, I almost forgot about, kind of flew under the radar. It was actually Scott Wedgwood being built from Arizona to Dallas because Holtby is injured now, apparently. Yeah. Um. So that's going to be kind of – I'm almost happy for Wedgwood mm-hmm. because I don't think he's actually a horrible goaltender. Um, I would take him. I yeah. remember uh, the Marlies series against the Albany Devils when Wedgwood was in net. And yes. he was pretty, pretty stingy, man. Pretty good goalie. It's cool to see. But like Jake Ottinger, I mean, I kind of jinxed him uh, by saying he was a very good goalie before the Leafs played him. <laughs> and then we put up four on him, but he's still a good goalie. So I would assume that that's, that's going to be their starter um, as they make a push for the playoffs. Okay. So we, we got a breaking news trade right here. Actually, we got two breaking news trades. Yeah. One podcast with this. Oh, let's go. Big ones. Okay. Wait, wait. So don't look at your phones. You guys. Okay. 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 okay we're in some guessing games here. So uh, I'll, I'll do the, 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 the lower the two trades first. So Red Wings traded Nick Letty. Who do you think they traded him to? I'm going to let David go for this because I, I did see it before you, uh-huh. you said it. So uh-huh. good. Okay, let me think of a buyer real quick. Nick Letty got traded. He got traded to St. Louis, man. <laughs> you got it. Really? Let's go. Okay. Okay, wait, Julian, you didn't see this one though, right? No, I, I saw, I I saw the that. other one. I saw the other one. You did? Okay. Yeah. So Arturi Lekkinen got traded to Julian Goldberg. Uh, I'm going to say... Oilers. No. Colorado. Of course. There's one more. Oh, there is. There's one more big one. The Canadians continue to sell. They traded Brett Kulak. We talked about this. Oh, before. yeah. We, yeah. I can't believe we didn't bring that up, actually. Um, He's in Edmonton, Northern now, baby. Yeah, there was a couple other stuff that just happened um, with, I believe, Ottawa just 
Bruins also Traded. signed DeBrusque to a two-year extension worth $8 million total. Yep. Um, we're probably running out of time here. Let's just go over what's one final trade we want to see the Leafs make before this deadline. Uh, I think my, James Reimer. I would love to see James Reimer as, as much as I really want that to happen. I think they are going to focus on maybe getting one more forward. So, um, yeah, I don't know exactly who that player is, but I think I definitely think they're going to try to get a, a third line. Third line player pop. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cool. I'd like that. I'm not going to lie. I didn't hear your question because I was looking into Montreal again. They got a pretty good return for like in here. They got a second in Justin Barron, who was a former first-round pick just two years ago. Pretty solid. Arteri Lekin is not a bad winger. And, and considering they got a second for Kulak, and then the first they got for Sherrod, I mean, Montreal is just having a a great seller's deadline right now. Yeah. It, it's it's pretty pretty alarming, not going to lie. I know. If, if a couple of years ago someone told me that uh, Montreal would eventually flip Kulak and Sherrod for a first and a second, I would have uh, I would have laughed in their face and said, ha-ha, watch as the Leafs win a Stanley Cup. Um, <laughs> That's why I was talking about I kind of wish we were sellers. I mean, I don't, but I feel like selling the deadline is pretty fun. You just get so many assets. You just go in there. I mean, there's Kurt- so much hope. There's so much hope when you're a seller. There's so many futures involved. It's the best. <laughs> it's the best. Better than reality. Wow, a second round pick for Lekkonen. And a pretty good yeah. prospect. And a pretty good prospect. Damn. Yeah, I think. I think we covered all the big stuff. Oh, Josh Manson to Colorado. I think we yes. might have talked about that already. That was a good move for Colorado, actually. Good move for Colorado. Their blue line is stacked. I it's honestly like overflowing with yes. NHL talent. Um there's much else. Is there one anything else thing. to go over? One more thing. One more thing. Yeah, right, we go. I feel like there's one more player who I know for sure is probably gonna get traded today. Uh it's Garland. Where do you think he's gonna go? Oh, Connor Garland. This is such a surprise move to me that he is now the one being shipped off. Yeah. But if he's going anywhere, I feel like Pittsburgh would be the place for him to go. Yeah. It just seems like one of those long, kind of expensive deals that like they would just love to take on, you know? But also, Connor Garland would be fantastic on like a Crosby and Rust line. So maybe that kind of be worth their money. I, I was just going to say... Um... Now that we, it is two o'clock, waivers just finish, and um, all the news is coming out that Morazic did clear. Vancouver claimed like Richardson. Um, Does that mean clear. we only buried one point six? Uh, I think it's something like that. Oh, something God. like that. Clifford cleared as well. Do you think Morazic plays another game this year for the Leafs? Uh, not unless he gets traded in the next hour. <laughs> for the Leafs. For the Leafs. No, he doesn't. He doesn't for the Leafs. Not, not for the Leafs. Not for the Leafs. I no. hope not. I hope not. We unless, need a goalie, man. We need a goalie. Let's cup with the Marlies. We're so, the Marlies are pretty stacked now, man. To yeah. David's point, I really, really hope that they make a play for Reimer. Um, yeah. And this isn't even like – I like Jack Campbell. I still do like yes. Jack Campbell. I don't think he's the 945 guy that he was for the first two months of the season. But he's also not the 880 guy he was while playing with an injured rib. Absolutely not. And I do think he's going to come back with like a chip on his shoulder, as he should, to try and reclaim the starting role. But, I mean, what better to put pressure on him than getting another goalie? And yeah, kind of the most important position in the sport, I'd like to be covered on that aspect. 
And that's the thing. I saw, I saw many Leaf fans wanting to get like a, a big starting goalie or something like that. And I, and I understand that, but I also, I don't think we can discredit Campbell just yet. I think he still has a lot to give. So um, I'd like to see how the issue in the playoffs last year. Exactly. Yeah. No. And someone, he just got extended today. So it's obviously off the table now, but I was very interested in Anton Forsberg for Ottawa. Mm. He's been fantastic for them. I mean, I'm sure if we wanted him, they probably asked for like three firsts. And seriously. Yeah, but yeah, uh, deadline. Yeah, I'm going to the game on Wednesday. Going to see hopefully Giordano for the first time. That's gonna be awesome. You get to see Gio. You get to watch Matthews. There you go. Um, do we even want to talk about the Preds game? They played really poorly. You can't really blame Shalgren for like a lot of those goals, deflections in front. Um, Matthias Ekholm just sent a bomb top shelf over him. I felt bad for that one, but just a bad. Bad game from the you know why we lost though. Matthews came back. It's true. Come on now. It's true. It's true. We're better without him, guys. Okay, but without what him. about Roman Yossi? He's been what is up with that guy? 22 points in his last nine games. I read he, something he's approaching the predator scoring record single season. Yeah. I read something crazy. Sorry? Does he get a hundred? What do we think? I'm gonna say I yeah. So. I want to well, see it. We've got 20 games left. Was it 25 points he needs? Yeah. In- I say he does it, man. I hope he does it. That'd be amazing. When he's going, he's averaging like three points a game over like the last like 10 games. I they mean- were saying that uh, he would be like the first defenseman to get 100 points in like 35 years or something yeah. like that. That's pretty incredible. I'd love to see it. And this is – remember how uh, contested that contract was when he signed it? Yeah. yeah. A lot of people didn't like it. And then he won a Norris. So. And then he'll win another Norris this year. Probably. I think we covered everything. Yeah. yeah. I think we're running out of time. One last refresh. Just to one sure. <laughs> just to make sure oh, there, there any other any other massive trades. Oh no, I just it's just the what Detroit gets um from the Nick Letty trade. The Los Angeles Kings have re-signed Blake Lazat. <laughs> I'm I'm glad we reported that. Great. That would that would have been a big mess. Um Brian Little got sent to the Coyotes. Or fourth round pick. You know, I think that might be because if Arizona decides to move any big pieces with big they contracts, they need to hit the cap floor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, at this point, I don't see Chickering getting moved. I'm excited. No, I, there's no chance. To do for Arizona, I think will be a, a good add to that forward core. <laughs> Phil Kessel, baby. Add some truculence. Uh, I think we're done here. Yeah. All right, guys. All right. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Above the Ice and Into the Numbers Trade Deadline Edition. It's a very special episode. We, we did some extra stuff for this one. Um, <laughs> thank you all for listening. <laughs> uh, God, please, please get a goalie. <laughs> yes. <laughs>